Yo. Welcome back to the Weekend Review Podcast. Cast, cast, cast. Hopefully that effect kind of sounded how I wanted it to. Uh, happy Monday. Still late on the upload, but I'm a little less late, a little earlier. Not on a Wednesday, halfway through the week. And I'll be honest, when I get it out on a Wednesday, it's just because anything past then in my mind is kind of like the next week. So I'd really just have to bang them out on Thursday and then the next day. And then eventually it would just catch up with me. But fuck all that. That's not important. All right. You know what is important? One thing I want to know. How was your week? That's nice. That's nice. Or... Man, that fucking blows, dude. I'm sorry to hear that. How's your week end? Was it any better? That's good. Or was it was it kind of worse? That sucks, man. I'm sorry to hear that, bro. Hopefully it gets better, you know? It's only Monday. You could either go up or downhill from here. But you're most likely to go uphill just because Mondays kind of suck in general. Just getting started with the week. <sighs> I much prefer... Uh, I like like Wednesday, Thursday energy. You're in the middle of it. You can see, not Thursday's the best. You can see Friday. You can see the end of it. But then uh, Friday comes and you're kind of just waiting for the day to be over. So I think Thursday's probably the best. Enough bullshit. I went to the gym today. Got a little pump in. Went with Eileen. I did, um, I did arms, then back. Didn't know what I was going to do when I walked in, honestly, because I can't remember what I worked out last, but... That's all that was available, so it kind of worked out. Just fate chose it for me. And arms, I'm kind of getting back to where I need to be. I'm just five pounds below on my uh, curls and shit, and then I did hammer curls after that. And then for back, I'm actually on track, man. I might even be like a little bit above where I was last time because I'm. I think it's a fair, a fair guess, fair guess, fair assumption that I'm pulling down more than my body weight when it comes to back like lat pull downs i'm setting that bitch on 145 for the first two reps that i do and i haven't hopped on a scale in some months because the number is probably going to be so low that like it's it's a bad iq <laughs> you know like my weight if that was my iq i'd be fucking impaired uh anyway I'm guessing I'm pulling down more than my body weight. So that's pretty awesome. That's about the only thing that I'm on par for. But kick my ass. Then I had a little extra time. She wasn't done yet. So I went and did abs. Just knocked that out. Hardly ever do abs now. But thanks to being, like I said, low IQ body weight number, I uh, don't really have to for them to stay there. So that's a, a blessing, I guess. I would, I've just been trying to eat. You've heard the same story. I'm not going to give it to you again, but now I'm home doing nothing. Today was all right at work, but what I want to talk about was my weekend. Oh, because goodness, it was very, very uh, action-packed. If you didn't listen to the last episode of the Week in Review podcast, last time on, I, I went to a convention for work. It's uh, I went to TCCJA, the Texas Community College Journalism Association, and they held their convention in the major hotspot city known as Beaumont, Beaumont, Texas. They call it the fucking Bayou. Oh, my gosh. 
don't get me started on that, man. I, you know, I gotta, I, I gotta respect like pride and culture, but I don't know. Some cultures are dumb, <laughs> right? I, I don't know. Let, let me not, let me not hate on fucking uh, Cajun shit because I love the food, man. I really do. They had food there, the Cajun food at like a buffet that we went to. wasn't that great, but I know that Cajun food in general is a banger. I could go for some Louisiana catfish right now. Woo! Fried up. Mmm. Some ketchup on the side. Oh, and, and those home fries. Not like some frozen shit. You got to go to a diner to get that catfish where you know they're making the fries fresh. You hear the grease smacking from the kitchen. <laughs> Sounds like you're taking a long piss. <laughs> no, um... Yeah, we went to fucking Beaumont, man. It was it was it was a trip. I don't know. Well, yeah, literally it was a trip, but I kind of packed very last minute, didn't get that much sleep. We had to get to the campus at noon. I pulled up. Dad dropped me off thankfully, so I didn't have to leave my car there for two three nights. We hit the road and it was about a 4 or 5 hour drive from Mesquite to Beaumont. But we made one stop on the way there. We stopped at every Texan's destination, whether they're making a road trip or not. Good old Bucky's. We stopped at Bucky's. <laughs> the the beaver joint. I think it's a yeah, Bucky the beaver. He's not an otter. Good old hat wearing motherfucker. I don't know when he came into inception, but he's just slowly snuck his way into pop culture and i'm pretty sure they're putting buckies all around the states now so it's not just a texas thing but we stopped at the ennis buckies told us to get food take the use the restroom all that get situated so we did i got i got two sandwiches actually i got a pulled pork which i devoured on the spot and then i got a fried chicken sandwich for later cuz i knew we were staying in a hotel and I knew that I wouldn't have snacks. So that chicken sandwich would be my saving grace later. Or at least that's how I planned it. But I got those two. I got an icy because that's the Bucky's staple. I got the icy first, drank it around as drank it as I walked around the Bucky's, and then I got a refill before I left. Got all that. And they had a new Bucky's plushie, like a Halloween themed one, instead of a like a red hat and whatever color shirt he normally wears, it's uh, all purple and black. You know, spooky shit. So I picked that up for Eileen. Easy dub. Walked out. <laughs> and uh, went back to the van. Because, yeah, we, we all drove in a van. Which I happened to ride shotgun in. Because, you know, I'm head honcho. Got asked to ride shotgun. So, sure. I was playing ox for everybody on the way down, too. Which was fun and not fun. Because, I mean, it's cool. It's not like I was heavily censoring my shit or I picked a specific genre playlist, but I was going through and, like, taking out all the Lamb of God, Dance Gavin Dance, all the really heavy stuff. But everybody seemed to vibe to my music, so that was pretty cool. Made it back to the van, and uh, I'll be honest, I'm an addict, <laughs> all right? I have a uh, marijuana dependency so I packed a pin for this trip just just to uh, make sure I made it through. So when I got back to the van, uh, the coast was clear. So I, you know, I was thinking, all right, I should probably get out, go around back, take a few hits whenever I get a chance. So as I'm like planning my uh, 
my smoke break, I guess. I was going to say my escape, but I'm coming back. As I was planning my smoke break, I hear one of the dudes behind me uh, like trying to get out of the van. So I turn around from my high, high horse position in a shotgun, and I see that he has a, a pin in his hand. And I go, yo, you too? You got one too? That's crazy. And then I pull mine out, and we go around back, and we have a little smoke break. Just chilling, cutting it up. And I, I just found, uh, I was so happy to find camaraderie, someone else that, uh, that wanted to get high on this trip too. But we were, we, we smoked back there for a second, and then we uh, hit the road. We got a per diem, which was pretty cool because I, it was cash, so I didn't end up spending any of it. So I have restaurant money for the next time I go out to eat. That's going to be awesome. We hit the road again for another four hours. I couldn't fall asleep and I couldn't watch anything because I had I was oxing for everybody. <laughs> I say for everybody like it wasn't completely selfishly driven. I, I just wanted to do it because it was fun and I wanted to hear my music in the car. But I uh, kind of just sat and looked around. I mean, I, I tried reading a book. I got bored of that because it had a lot of big words. It's kind of like an English textbook. But it's not a textbook. It was written by a professor. And it's kind of just like him saying, Hey, yo, this is what sounds good when you write. And this sounds like ass. So don't write that. It's just like his personal rules and stuff. But a lot of people, it's, it's very highly regarded. So it's cool. I enjoyed it. But like I said, a lot of big words. So it just hurt my head after a while. I had to put it down after the first chapter. After hitting the road for a bit, we finally made it to Beaumont. We didn't go to our hotel first, though. We went to the school that was hosting, which was Lamar University. Amazing campus, gotta say. Uh, just huge. I mean, compared to a community college campus, which I already felt was pretty big for what I would think a community college campus would be. But no, Lamar University is huge, expansive. I didn't even go on the dinky tour that they were taking everybody on. And I'm still impressed with how much shit there was. Even like the main buildings that we went into, they were just like, wow. Like I, I just felt like I could have done, uh, you know, echo, 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 echo. And it would have worked. I mean, geez. I mean, apparently they were, some of them were pretty new, but it, that doesn't take away from it. That just, that's more impressive, I guess. I don't know. But yeah, we went to one of the buildings first and they were having like a little mixer. Uh, that's what they called it, but we didn't do very much mixing. All the groups kind of just sat in their own group because, uh, well, at least personally, I was ready to sit the fuck down and go to sleep or, or have all my stuff in a room and just be able to chill out because I'd been in a car for five hours. Five hours. That's a long time to be in a car and then expect me to want to talk to people. No, I want to be left the fuck alone. I need to recharge after doing nothing for five hours, you know? But the mixer had some bomb-ass barbecue. It really did. I was surprised. And everybody was like nodding in agreement when, when we uh, one of us said something about it. So finally, we uh, got to leave. Didn't do too much there. I just signed up. Got all our lanyards and stuff. And I was number seven. Everybody got like an entry number. We left there. Went back to the hotel room. Put all our stuff up. Or I'm sorry. We got back to the hotel Got all of our stuff out of the van. We went to the lobby, and no one had discussed room assignments or anything like that up until now. 
So it was kind of assumed by us that we'd get to pick our own roommates because there were six of us, four boys, two girls, and it was supposed to be two to a room. That should be pretty simple, right? Pretty pretty easy math there. All right, you two, you two, you two. Or, you know, if you all want to switch around, that's cool. Because why? Why not? No. We get up to the to the front, and one of the advisors hands a key to the guy that I wanted to room with, so I started to walk up, and then he said a name for the guy to go find, meaning that I was SOL when it came to rooming with him. So that kind of sucked. There goes my smoking buddy. I would have just been really convenient because I didn't want to, like, you know, put out anybody else. To my knowledge, no one, no one else at the newsroom is uh, partakes the way that I do. But then he handed me my room key. He was like, Sean, I came up, handed me a key. But he didn't say another name, and he just started to turn away to do something else. So I asked, am I by myself? He said, no, you're with uh, the photo editor. It's like, oh, okay, cool, cool. Because I, I've talked about him on the podcast before, I think, but he's a super cool guy. Like, the the thing about him is he's always very serious about whatever he's saying. Like, uh, you know, I talked about uh, I talked about the presentation editor. He is like sarcastic asshole all the way. I can never get a read on him. It's it's sometimes we'll be joking about shit and then other times they'll say like some sideways shit to me and I kind of have to like halfway ha 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 because I don't know if he's really joking or not I'm not completely sure but the photo editor he's always pretty serious and genuine and I really like it he's fun to talk to too and he showed me how to take pictures at the soccer game so I fuck with the dude I I wasn't sad with this room assignment so we got up went to our room and it he, he he didn't mind me smoking or anything. And then the uh, old, old dude came over and smoked too since he, he didn't really know his roommate. I didn't want to have, have him, you know, be awkward, make a situation over there. So worked out pretty well. We put our, pull our stuff up in the hotel room, and then we heard that there was a pool. So we got, got back in the elevator really quick. I, I had changed into shorts and stuff. Didn't bring swim trunks, but shorts are good enough in a, in a fast situation. We hit the elevator, went all the way down. We kind of waddled in the lobby because you don't want to walk, you don't want to run, but we kind of sped walk because it was late. We got to the back, pushed open the door. We saw the gate in front of the fence, so I went up to it. I I rattled it around a second, and then I looked on the other side of it, and I saw a lock. Fuck! Looks like it was closed. I went to the front and asked, hey, did the pool already close for the day? And she acted like I was, like, really putting her out, like, inconveniencing her by asking that question. Just the attitude she gave me when she told me that, no, it was cl- it's been closed all day. I don't know why. And I asked, well, what time does it, what time does it normally close? Is it going to be open tomorrow? And she, she, she told me 9 o'clock, and she didn't know. So already I got a goal set for the trip. Hit that motherfucking hotel pool. Nine o'clock. I, that's, the, that's the time. I got to get there before the next day. Go up to the room. Chilling with Rory. Fuck. Well, I didn't mean to say his name, but there you go. Rory, that's the photo editor. He's a really cool dude. Chilling with Rory and uh, old dude, my smoking buddy. Chilling with them up in the room watching shit. 
It wasn't Dumb and Dumber. What? Daddy Daycare, bro. Daddy Daycare came on the TV at the hotel. And I got to say, that is one of the underrated parts of going to a hotel. It, you can never really watch what you want to watch. But in my case, I have always found something that was kind of better in a way. Just because I'm in like a, a, a novelty space, I guess. Somewhere different than home. Like this time, it was uh, Daddy Daycare the first night and then Dumb and Dumber the second night. And then when that went off and Rory wanted to go to sleep, I turned it off and uh, I watched YouTube and shit on my phone. Easy. Really fucking uh, really fucking good movies. It's just like comfort watches. I mean, I used to watch Daddy Daycare all the time as a kid. It was one of those movies that mom had burned onto a DVD in that disc holder that we had that I just would flip through and choose between like Ice Age, Brother Bear, Daddy Daycare, it just just a bunch of like Finding Nemo, a bunch of movies from the early 2000s, all bangers. But um, when I went to the anime conventions, I ended up watching diners, drive-ins, and dives, which I, I don't think I'd ever choose to watch in my free time, but it's like, you know, static stuff just to watch when you're fucking faded at a hotel room. It's pretty cool, like late at night just to watch to fall asleep because it's not something you care about. It's actually really nice. So I've, I've kind of welcomed that as part of the hotel experience now. And I got to say, see, look, that's my new replacement for honestly. And I got to say that it definitely uh, came through this time. But I ended up going to sleep pretty soon after that. Wasn't too much to do the first day. Just kind of got there. But the next day, the next day was action-packed, dude. Brim to brim. From from, uh, sun up to sun down. Can't think of any more ways to say it. The day was full of action. We woke up pretty early to get breakfast and then we had to go over to a museum for like the live contest event that we were all taking part in. And the event pretty much went as follows. It was a team event, to my dismay. I mean, as soon as they announced that it was a team event, I, I made an audible like sigh. That sucks, dude. I would much rather enter something by myself and get a shittier place then like enter as a group and win. Don't ask. I mean, you can ask why. It's because like I'd rather depend solely on me than take a chance that other people in my group are going to fuck it up. That's why. I'd rather fail on my own merit than fail on someone else's. Or, I mean, succeeding on someone else's is cool, but, but you get what I mean. I'm thinking about the worst case when I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. So I was already upset about that, but it is what it is. I like the people that I work with for the most part. <clears throat> so it was a team event and we were supposed to cover like a staged thing that they were going to do at this museum. We didn't know what it was. It could have been like people coming in with fake guns and like holding us all hostage. It could have been that we, we might've had to report on that. Um, when I heard it was a museum, I told Rory that I was kind of hoping that it was going to be one of those things where, uh, like some protesters come in and like, spray paint on on one of the paintings or some shit try, like try to irreplace irre, irreversibly damage it for climate or something when i found out uh i found out that i was completely wrong because it's actually an oil museum <laughs> like it's uh it's the exact thing that the climate people would hate and i don't know what they would do to 
go there and dismantle it because it's basically like an old timey town with like reenactment oil towers built. It's just it's just all like old western styled. Uh, it's like stepping back into the eighteen hundreds or some shit. But so there wasn't going to be any climate change stuff. We got there around nine. We all got ready, and everybody, I mean, there were like six or seven different schools there, and we were all just anxious to get ready, anxious to begin. They finally let us out. We had like 30 minutes to just walk around and explore the area and get some good like setup shots or whatever, any pictures, any looking around we wanted to do just for, um, what is it, prior, proprietary information? I don't know. But then at uh, around 9.30, I heard, the gusher's gonna blow. The gusher's gonna blow. And I looked, and everybody was running towards the entrance. So I decided that I would join too. I had my phone out recording audio. I had my notepad in hand to take notes. Started hurrying over. And it, I, I, I didn't notice it before somehow, but there was like a, a fucking, I don't know, eight-story tall oil tower they had outside that I just had not I completely missed when I walked in and it it took a second once we all got out there but eventually they shot up water up the whole thing and it took a while for it to make it all the way up the tower because it was ridiculously tall and I saw um I saw Rory taking photos from under trying to get a good angle of the water like arcing and shit and then I saw Another dude on the news team, like, from the side, taking pictures way off in the distance, trying to get some landscape shots. It was really cool just to see it all in action. And then I saw the people next to me absolutely get drenched with water. And the best part of that was, was one of them was, like, the newsroom pack mule. She had, like, two cameras slung around her neck. She had notes. She had bags and shit on her. <laughs> like I feel kind of bad for her, but it was it was really fucking funny, and, and I totally get it because it, like I said, the water took so long to get up the tower that I don't think any of us were really thinking about it coming down, and it took like a solid minute to come down. Like it was, it had some air time before it smacked that that girl in the face, but um, we all stayed dry. Luckily, we all stayed dry, and we. You know, we took pictures, we, we started to walk back in the museum, and when I noticed that there was a girl in there, who, uh, like an actress who was in like old-timey wagon cart, or covered wagon clothes, you know, like settlers and shit. She was giving like fake interviews as if she was back in the time, as if the, this had taken place then. So my thought was, oh, okay, we're reporting on this as if we were back then. Okay, cool. So I started recording her, asking her questions and shit. People are just swarming her, so you kind of just held your recorder up, and if someone else asked a good question, you could use that shit too, her answer. So we did that for a second, and then they got us all around, they gathered us all around this saloon, and they told us there was going to be like a, a reenactment taking place, like a little fake choreographed fight. So I thought, okay, cool. Let me get a really good angle and take a video of this, because we uh, that was one of the proponents components that was one of the components of the contest there was uh, obviously the written story because it's a newspaper contest there were pictures too dominant photo and then just full slideshow 
And then there was a multimedia component, which could be anything from like a podcast, a video, a narrated slideshow, like a radio show kind of thing. Luckily, I decided to bring my mobile podcast recorder on this trip just in case. So I decided that I would record like a really good wide angle video of the whole fight when it happened and then narrate over it and kind of do it as like a news style clip and then turn that in as the multimedia thing. So I sat down and because they, they made it seem like the, the, uh, the fight was about to happen pretty soon. I sat down and for the next 20 minutes, I proceeded to record one minute chunks on my phone landscape sitting on my ass with the whole thing in view because I thought it might start by surprise and I didn't want to miss it. So for 20 minutes, I swear, I I would record a minute, and then once a minute passed, I'd think in my head, all right, I I don't want to have just a minute of dead space at the beginning of this. So I'd delete that and then start again for like 20, 25 minutes. After that 20, 25 minutes spent doing that, some guy comes up and goes, all right, everybody, we're going to get ready to shoot. We're going to get ready to roll. Thanks. (laughs) thanks for telling me that man and it wasn't just me there was a whole like 90 percent of the people had already gathered around this saloon and been standing here waiting for shit to happen so yeah that was kind of frustrating but i uh I, i had already gotten my good position i'd perfected the angle over those last 20 to 25 takes so all i had to do was hit record and i got the whole thing and it was kind of interesting how it happened They started off with a fight. These two dudes were standing at the saloon. One guy walks up. They get into an argument, which turns into a scuffle. And the one dude just lays out both of the other guys. But in the fight, and this, they kind of break the fourth wall here in, in the script because in the fight, he's supposed to, like, accidentally hit the other guy for real. Like, this is scripted as well. But in the news thing, it's not, you know, like for the event, it's not scripted. That actually happened, but it's, it is scripted. They were meant to do that. So like I said, they started fighting. The other guy is, is wailing on the other two, but then he accidentally hits one of them too hard. That causes that guy to get mad and start a for real, I'm using air quotes right now, a real fight with the first guy. It's really a staged fight, but for the purpose of the newspaper event, it's a real fight. And then one of the campus uh, security, the police officers, comes in and breaks it up. And I get all of it on, on camera, just like from the moment that it turns real, from from a scripted into like a unscripted, scripted thing. And then the cop coming in, like I have the perfect angle, all of it. And then I even get them like loading them off into the police car. I got to say, I was pretty impressed with myself for that. And so we find out now we're supposed to like report on this thing as an actual event, not like back in the day. We're supposed to report on it as an reenactment gone wrong. That that's what I made the original headline. Reenactment gone wrong. So after that, we we have a second to interview like the dudes who got into the fight, one of the police officers, all that, just just trying to get good quotes for our stories. And then they bus us back to the campus and they give us about two Two and a half hours to come up with the story. 
we had we had ideas we had ideas but we were kind of just like so shaken up from the thing that just happened that we were I I not just speaking for myself because everybody seemed to be on the same page we were just trying to get the cart behind the horse you know just have it all in the right order in our minds before we went and tackled it but they they took us back to campus we we got in a big room and they told us that there were a bunch of smaller studio rooms that we could use so we nabbed one of those almost immediately six of us in this small little stuffy room but i think that was the most productive thing we could have done cuz then we can all talk to each other don't have to worry about other people all that so uh my editor in chief and i we were writing we had uh rory and the other dude doing uh photos and then our presentation editor was making the website we all had our assignments we all started working there was one person who really didn't do shit during our assignment and that really pissed me off but i mean I don't know. I, I kept trying to ask, like, hey, what are you doing? What are you working on? And then she'd say, oh, I'm working on this. But she wasn't really working on that. She was just getting off her phone because I had said something. But I don't know. There there wasn't enough time to, like, really think about what she needed to do because I was so busy thinking about what I needed to do. So editor-in-chief and I, we were kind of co-writing, going back and forth, back and forth. And it seems like kind of the consensus is, She's good with ideas and stuff, and then I'm really good at polishing them because she would throw out a word. She would throw out, oh, I'm sorry, she would throw out a whole sentence, and then it would be really good except for one word. And I'm like, ah, that that word kind of, I don't know, that, that kind of, I was going to say gets my panties in a twist, but I can't, I can't think of another way to say frustrates me. That, that kind of puts a cog in the equation. I don't know. I, let, let's try this word. And then, like, the presentation editor or Rory would be like, oh yeah, I like that. I like that. So that's kind of how it worked. And then, I mean, it would work good for a while and then we'd hit a roadblock where I, one of us would get stuck or the editor in chief would try to go back and change shit we already had wrote. And at that point I, I was, I was just said, let's get the full story down before we try to perfect it. All right. That's how rough drafts work. And I got, I got to say like, it was really tense. It got to a point to where she was she had a weird layout for the story that was confusing me so much that I just like copy and pasted what I liked and took it into my own Google Doc and finished most of the story on my own. And then when I showed everybody, they were like, Yep, that's pretty good. Took that, put it back. She stopped with the weird format shit and then we finished it, kind of nailed it down. And then as I was reading over it, I realized that she took my lead out. Like one of the very first sentences that we wrote down, I read it out loud at least 10 times because that's how I was writing. I was like talking and writing because I had to do it on my phone. I didn't have a, I don't have a laptop and they didn't have computers available. So I was making sure everybody kind of liked what I was saying as I was saying it. My AC just turned on, so I'm going to go turn that off real quick. One second. All right, I'm back. Where was I? She... She deleted my lead, right? And I just noticed it. And I noticed because it was five minutes before one o'clock. And that was the time we had to submit it. Five minutes before deadline. And she deleted my lead. Didn't talk about it. Just did it. So I say, yo, what? what's the deal? Did you, did you just delete the lead? She goes, one second, one second. I'm like, like she's busy doing some shit, just trying to fucking ignore me and play it off. And so I, I 
just read the whole thing real quick just to make sure. All right, maybe it does sound better without my lead. I read the whole thing. Without my lead, we don't know where the fuck this happens. Because my lead starts with, things went topsy-turvy today, or earlier today, at Spindletop Gladys Town Museum. Gladys something Boomtown Museum. It's a dumbass name in a backwards-ass city. I don't care. It, um... You know, I said it the first sentence in my lead. Now it's gone. And it just starts like straight into the action. I'm like, yo, can you please? I almost said I almost said her name right there. That was the pause. I'm, I'm like, yo, can you please put my lead back? Like, what the fuck? Can you put it back, please? And so she does. She copy and paste it. And she pastes it on top where it belongs first. And then just for the fucking pride of it, she moves my lead under hers. Under her paragraph, because her shit was not a lead. Her shit was getting into way too many details to be a lead, in my opinion. And 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 it didn't even make sense to make mine come second, because mine introduces the fucking location. It, it just, it didn't read right that way. And at this point, which was three minutes before turning in, this was 57, she fucking copy and pasted them in the wrong order. It's crunch time, bro. So I, I'm like... Move the fucking lead back. Move it back where it should be. She's not saying anything. So I have to like... I'm getting very frustrated at, at this moment. So I have to... I, I literally have to go... Hey guys. So this is just like one big pissing contest now. So can I just read both leads and get an unbiased opinion as to which one should go first? And then I read both of the leads. And everybody agreed. Mine first. Boom. Copied, switched it around, submitted it at 12.59. One minute before. We're done. We're done. We're done. Because of, uh, because of how everything went, I, I left the room very frustrated. Just ready to go back to the hotel and do nothing. But no, that wasn't how they planned out this event. That wasn't how they scheduled things. Because... You know, the the event planners for this conference, their their thought process was, hmm, let's see. We're going to put the kids, we're, we're going to start them at, I say kids, we're college students. We're going to start the students off in an event at 9 in the morning. Uh, we know most of them probably woke up at 7 to get breakfast and 8, started getting ready. Then 9 in the morning, they're going to really just ram their brains into it until 1 o'clock. And then... Right after that, let's put them in a room and make them listen to somebody for an hour. And then make them do that two more times before they get a break. Let's do that. I think that sounds good. So I made my way to my first seminar. Which I'll be, I'll be honest, man. I'll level with you. It was actually pretty nice. I enjoyed the speaker. She, Well, this one in particular didn't impart too much wisdom onto me. But the, the one after her really did. I really enjoyed her presentation. She worked at the Beaumont Enterprise. Her name was Caitlin Bain, I believe. She was really funny. <clears throat> and she gave... She, I left with a lot of ideas for different things I could do for the paper. So it was really cool. And the the last guy, he wasn't bad, but... <clears throat> he was kind of entertaining, I guess. But it I not, not too much imparted on me. Well, no. You know what? He had a really good point. His whole point was, 
what you're doing now doesn't have to be what you're doing forever. And don't be afraid to like make a pivot in your career. And he, he demonstrated like his whole career. He had just made change after change after change and went with the flow instead of against it. And it worked out with, uh, for him. So that was pretty cool. <clears throat> I was just not in the mood to receive all of that. It's, it's just like going to the gym before you really start going. You, you don't want to go until you get there. And then you're like, ah, this isn't that bad. So maybe I shouldn't bitch too much. Maybe the uh, maybe the people who planned this conference had a maybe they had a, had a level head. I don't know. But after those, we went to the like dinner or whatever the the dinner before the awards ceremony. We sat down, and by then I had completely forgotten about all the troubles that we had gone through, or at least I'd gotten over them because I was joking around again, just having a good time. We went, we got our food, picked a table. We all sat as a group. And then our advisor asks, so how'd you guys like the, how'd you guys like the competition? What'd you guys think? How'd it go? And just instantly my face just puts me in a bad mood. I don't want to talk about it. At this point, honestly, I mean, when I had walked out of the room, I guess. But I, I had just completely given up any chance of us winning. I, like, I didn't expect to get any awards. Didn't expect to do well. I I was just... I had resigned myself to being all right with the ex, just the experience. You know, that was fun. That was cool. It was novelty. I wouldn't do that in a normal everyday day. So, yeah, that's what I got out of it. We're not going to win, but that's okay. Because it was a team event, and, you know, that's not really a measure of me. That's a measure of the team. Those were all the things that I had thought. So he asked me how it went, and I was like, ah, meh. I don't know. I don't think we're going to do that well. I don't think we're going to do that well. And everybody else says whatever they say. I wasn't listening. I was mostly eating. This was the uh, the kind of crummy Cajun buffet at that at that point. That's where when it happened. I don't remember... Nothing noteworthy, man. Like, everything was kind of just bad. The pasta was all right. Even the lemonade was kind of shit. I just got water. But after that, we all crowded together and fit into this, uh, like, projector room that they had in this museum. Oh, I didn't mention that. Sorry. We had our dinner and the award ceremony at a museum owned by this guy. Like, I don't... Maybe the school helps fund it or something, but it was just this guy's museum that he let us eat in. And there was like art all over the walls and stuff. It was a really cool environment. Not I'm not it didn't make the meal, but it, it I I do think it's noteworthy. Like if I if you gave me the choice, I would do it again just for the ambiance, but it was pretty cool. So we filed all into this projector room and our advisor was like Oh, save a seat for so-and-so. Save a seat for so-and-so. He was really trying to get us to sit together for some reason. Like, I didn't think it was that big of a deal. And that, like, kind of made me think, does he know something? Does he know something that I... Because he was one... All the advisors judged. So um, that that made me think, is there a reason he wants us to sit together? But no... Probably not. I mean, everybody else was sitting in groups, so whatever. Uh, they gave like this big presentation. They talked about the event, all the things they learned and whatnot. One of the advisors did. And then 
Here we go. What everybody was waiting for. Drum roll. The big presentation of awards. This is what everybody won. This is what everybody put in effort for. It's what you're going home and bragging about. First off, best writing feature. Third place, or I'm sorry, honorable mention, some school. Third place, some school. Second place, some school. First place, editor-in-chief and Sean Stroud. What? (laughs) What? Are you kidding? My editor-in-chief literally jumped out of her seat and like raced down to the stage. I just walked calmly. You know me. I'm a cool cat. I just walked calmly, and so by the time I made it to the stage, she was already halfway back to her seat with our certificate. So I shook the I shook the uh, president's hand or whatever and went back. And as I'm walking back to my seat, there is just a look of bewilderment. On Well, bewilderment sounds kind of bad. Maybe absolute surprise and shock and a little bit of happiness on my face because I remember reading the the thing before we turned it in and thinking god damn this fucking sucks this isn't gonna win shit like I said I had resigned to not getting anything that day so to win best writing feature not like third. That wasn't third place. That was what we what we wrote and I thought was bad was better than everybody else's best. That's what it was. We won first for writing. Crazy. Sat back down. They gave out the award for photo. Gave out the award for video. And then when they announced the award for best cohesive package, which is like photo, video, and the story all together on the website... The campus that I go to and work at. I don't know if I want to say the name of the campus. I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, we won best overall, pretty much. So we all took the stage, and I shook the dude's hand again. And it was the, the same the same scene, me walking back to my seat just thinking, what the fuck? Are we really fucking good, or is everybody else really shit? Like, I don't... I didn't know what to think, but regardless, I was I was satisfied. I mean, shit. It's one thing to really expect to win and then win. Like, that's one kind of payoff. Like, yes, I did it. It's another thing to expect absolutely nothing and then be told, hey, dude, you did the best job. What? Are, are you sure? So, yeah, that really kind of just tipped off the weekend for us tipped off uh that was the that was the climax of the weekend for us i think we we left pretty quickly after that <laughs> it's kind of like you know the stars of the show it's kind of like when you get married i'm pretty sure they're the first people to leave with like the cans on the car dangling and shit we dipped the fuck out of there after we got our awards said taking my money to the bank Got in the van, got back to the hotel, looked at my clock. It was 8.20. Ran to the back with my homie, checked the pool. There was no lock. We were good to go. 
I ran up to that hotel room, changed, got, got, got a towel from the bathroom, went back down. Me and my homie walked over, set our stuff down, got ready. We stepped into the pool and God damn, that shit was cold. That shit was cold. Oh my goodness. I thought it was going to be nice. No. I think it was because the sun wasn't out. Nothing was heating that pool up, man. It was cold. There was a there was another section where we could, uh, like they had seats in the pool, like submerged concrete seats. I kind of sat in there and just tried to work my way down into the water, you know, ankles first, calves. Then I dunked my ass into it, got down to my shoulders. It was like, it was like a 10 minute process. I, and I don't think that's an exaggeration because we were just sitting there shooting the shit at the same time too, which the majority of that shooting the shit, the shit consisted of, dude, it's so, it's so fucking cold, man. Fuck. And, and, uh, I know, dude, I just, but I want to stay in, but I want to stay in, but I want to stay in. So we were, we were suffering through that and we were so kind of distracted by that, that we didn't notice someone else had came up. It was just us out there. We didn't notice someone else had came up to the pool until she was like taking her shirt off and shit. And she was like talking to the security guard or whatever. And then she started to walk up to the edge and we, we, Decided to do our duty as uh, good Samaritans. We warned her. Hey, whoa, whoa, it's pretty cold. Be careful. There, there are like seats over here if you want to work your way in. And she, she just went, nah, I'm fine. Jumped in. She, she came back up. Said, whoo, it's cold. And then as if she hadn't just said that, she launched off the wall of the pool and started swimming laps. <laughs> nonchalantly just making us look like complete pussies crazy dude i i didn't feel i didn't necessarily feel emasculated because it wasn't like a man thing it was just as a person i was like oh man she's kind of badass that's wild she swam around for a second and she convinced us that it was warmer in the middle which it was and i don't i don't know the math on that i'm not a scientist in any way i, I write papers <laughs> I write about the shit that scientists say. Um, but it was nice. And then uh, like one or two more people came out before the end of it. We we were all swimming around. And I at some point I posted up on the corner because it was still cold. I was still shivering. I wasn't like, I wasn't super comfortable. But I was really in the pool to be in the pool. Because I don't have a pool. Well, actually there is a pool out there at my in my apartment, but... I don't want to get in that. I don't know. It feels nasty to me. But some for some reason, a hotel pool with foreign, like international gross stuff. That's okay. No, nah, it was a it's a hotel pool. It's my only chance to get in it. We made it on time. It's like when in Rome, you know? So I hopped in the pool. We were in there for a while. And like I said, more people hopped in and they came over and we kind of just started lamenting over the day, just talk, venting all of our frustrations. And it was really nice to hear that my team was not the only one that went through some shit. Everybody else had like a struggle story and we, we all kind of, um, we all kind of related and commiserated over that. So it was really nice. But finally the pool closed, we went in and I thought my night was over. 
I went up to the hotel room, took a shower, washed the chlorine out of my hair, chilled out with Rory and uh, my smoking buddy. We watched Dumb and Dumber. It was pretty dope. Then I got a text asking me to come down to the lobby and meet the advisors in front of the bar. Now I knew what, what this was about. Just like a little check-in meeting. They wanted to see how the paper was going, stuff like that. So I got dressed really quick, made my way down, and sat down, and there they were, the three of them. One, I'm taking his class. He's pretty cool. I just hadn't met him yet. Another one, he's super quiet. I've met him a few, I've met him before. I've encountered him a few times, and I'm actually to the point where I feel c- comfortable talking to him now. Not that he's intimidating, but you know with shy people, or he's not even shy, just with quiet people, reserved people. I guess in, they almost are intimidating to talk to in a way because it's like they, they don't he, he doesn't respond immediately. So I'm just in my head. I'm thinking, is he thinking I'm a dumbass right now? But no, I've made him laugh enough times to where I, he's a cool guy. I can just tell he's, he's got a cool vibe, but he's absolutely the goat, man. Everybody relied on him for the competition. He does so much in and out of that and just everyday newspaper stuff, too, that I really like him. And then our old advisor was there because she's actually an advisor at a at a new or new to her college now that was at, also at the convention. So sat down with the three of them. And I was actually kind of surprised when I sat down because there was a beer in front of two of them already cracked open. I'm assuming they were sipping. And then there was a beer in front of the chair where I sat down at. And I asked... Is that an extra? Is anybody drinking that? I didn't know y'all were drinking beers. And they asked, the the guy whose class I'm in, he asked me, are you of age? I said, I sure am. And he picked it up and he looked away and he uh, kind of scooted it closer to me. So I took my chance. All right, because I don't even like beer. I really don't. But if I'm given the chance to have a beer with the advisors... Broski, <laughs> bro, I'm going to do that. That's going to be awesome, okay? So, cracked it open, took a sip. It was Modelo time. Wasn't that bad. It kind of, Eileen calls it bread water. She's pretty pretty on point with that. That shit did taste pretty bready at, at the beginning, but I got used to it pretty quick. And yeah, we just shot the shit for a while, for like an hour and a half, I think. I got down there around 11, no, 10 and... Yeah, I got down there around 11, and then uh, 12.30, we went back up. The dude ordered tacos for us. We sat down there and ate, talked about a lot of stuff. And they... It was pretty cool, man. I just... They uh, they gave me a lot of praise that I really didn't expect. It was, it was pretty awesome. They told me that... See, this is the thing about this podcast now. I don't have very many listeners, but if anybody comes and listens the wrong person, I could maybe get in trouble for some of the shit that I say about my job. And that sucks, but at the same time, this is about recording stories. This is about my life. This is, uh, you know, this is shit I care about. So hopefully they're not listening at this point. But they talked about making me editor in chief next semester, possibly, which just felt really cool because I'm the life and arts editor right now and I really feel like I deserve managing editor. But for them to say that, that really 
I can feel that they're putting like a lot of uh not hope in me, a lot of uh like they they have a lot of high expectations for me and they feel like I can meet it. So that's really cool. But we uh we finished up talking and I went back up to my hotel room, chilled out. Didn't do we didn't do much at all the next day. We actually woke up at 6, ate breakfast and then left straight from there. So we got home around noon. There was a GameStop thing that I knew was going on that Sunday. So I hit that GameStop, got free Pokemon cards, and I bought a a pack at... Fuck, where was it? I don't know. I bought another pack. And the, the long story short of it is, I took the packs to my dad. We opened one each, and he pulled a banger card, dude. Erica's Invitation... It's worth like 18 bucks right now, which is pretty crazy for a Pokemon card. So that was cool. Crazy luck. What happened Sunday? Um, oh, got breakfast with Eileen. Had a mimosa for the first time. It was an apple cider mimosa with like caramel and cinnamon sugar around the rim. Highly recommend. Highly, highly recommend. I wasn't sure about the whole mimosa thing because I kind of likened it to screwdrivers in my mind, which is... Uh, orange juice and vodka, but it's kind of like a screwdriver without so much of an edge, so I I liked it. It was nice, and then the breakfast was pretty good, and yeah, that was my my Sunday. Today, I've just been super, super productive. Well, today and yesterday. Today's Monday. Today and Sunday, I've been super productive. I mean, my apartment is probably the most clean it's ever been right now. I I look around, and I see nothing on the floor kitchen table I mean my dinner table is clear except for candles and a paper towel roll my desk kind of messy but not like half of it (laughs) and the biggest thing I've had Pokemon cards just laid out on my bedroom floor for way too long now a month maybe I I don't know time just sort of melds by dude It, it just all starts to fade into each other maybe that's because I'm a stoner that time is screwy like that but I just think it's this stage in my life but they've been on the on the floor forever for forever and so I finally picked them all up cleaned them up and everything's looking real spick and span I I gotta say so I'm happy about that just been a um that's that's why I'm doing the podcast right now I'm just in a productive mood went to the gym got back thought let me nail this let me knock this out right now not have to worry about it so there we go 54 minutes and it feels like not 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 a second has passed, so that's cool. I um, hopefully that was a good one, but it was a fun ass trip, man. It was really cool. I just need to find out now when we leave for Atlanta, because we're supposed to leave at the end of this month, and I'm really really hoping that it's the 28th, or even better, the 29th, because I'm gonna go see Thundercat the 27th, and Brody, I do not want to miss that show. He's bringing all sorts of cool special guests, too, like Childish Gambino, Steve Lacey. I, I can't remember anymore, but I just want to see, like, first of all, Thundercat's going to be cool, but the, the unexpected element of, yo, who, someone cool might show up, like someone, other, someone else cool, not, not detrimenting, not, not to take away from Thundercat at all, but it's just like, it's like when uh, Conway came out on that Benny show. Like, I never would have expected that. That that really made it for me. So, yeah. Looking forward to that. And then, um, oh, I forgot to say, today I went back and redid the whole project thing because we're supposed to just turn it in again for some reason. 
So I redid that, edited the video. That, that's what I spent my whole day doing. So hopefully we win a full second sweep of awards again. We'll see. But um, the rest of the week, just working on getting the paper together. So, yeah. Kind of got my ducks in a row for now at least. So it feels kind of nice. My biggest thing right now, though, I just need to practice. I need to practice drums. I've been really slacking on that. And the worst part is if I spend, like, the smallest amount of time practicing, I get the shit very quickly, which is maybe why I'm really not incentivized to practice mentally. But I just need to work it into my schedule, need to make it a thing, a recurring thing that I do every day, like habitual, and set it and forget it. So, yeah. <sighs> Hope you had a great week. My re- my week was very... um action-packed. I'm pretty sure that's the exact words I used to describe it the last time. A lot of shit happened during my week that I wasn't like expecting, wasn't enjoying while it happened, but looking back, it was a pretty good week. So I hope you had a good week. Hope you continue to have a good week over the next week. And uh, yeah, later. <laughs> that, that, sorry, I ended that weird. Take it easy. Later.